Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. This week, Michael Samuel Smith will look at Bible numerics as it relates to Bible prophecy. We continue our series, Why Explore Bible Prophecy with Steve Butler, and tomorrow we have an extended Election Day look at headlines from the end times. Now we start the week with Doug Woodward disclosing what he believes to be the key to know where America is heading and why it has charted an unfortunate course. Here's our host, Dr. Larry Spargimino, and today's guest, Doug Woodward. It's our great honor to have S. Douglas Woodward in the studio with us. We're going to be talking about his DVD, America's Secret Nazi Partnership. Now, this is some heavy stuff, but Douglas Woodward has done a lot of research. And here we have a revealing two-hour presentation by Doug Woodward, the viewer. I'm going to really emphasize this. You will be stunned to learn the amazing actions of America's banks, corporations, scientists, and philanthropists who aided and abetted the Nazis. Douglas, good to have you. And that's some pretty heavy stuff, but I know you make a good case for it. So thank you. Yeah, it seems like old time, Larry. It's been a while since I've seen you. So it's great to be with you and Marvin and the other folks here at Southwest Radio Church. Where do we see this influence? A lot of people think, you know, you guys come up with some really weird (laughs) stuff. And then after we explain it, they say... You've got all the information. (laughs) So let's be very persuasive and speak to some of those out there who might be skeptical. Okay. Well, the story really, in terms of where we are today, really begins with what was going on after World War II, really at the end of World War II, in which deals were being struck by no less than a guy named Alan Dulles, who became the head of the CIA, in making deals to bring Nazis, some of the Nazis like Werner von Braun and Hermann Oberth and other, especially the rock scientists into the U.S. They brought a guy named Reinhard Galen, who was the head of, of Nazi intelligence towards Russia during World War II. They brought him and his staff in. They brought a hundred scientists in with Werner von Braun, put them out into Mexico, and really began the rocket program based on the German V-2 rocket and so forth that was involved at the end there of World War II. And the sort of infiltration of the Nazis into America would ultimately lead to a lot of influence of Nazis, and especially in terms of the policies and some of the practices in the intelligence services, especially in the CIA, which came to be in 1947 with the National Security Act. Later, Truman said, gee, it was the one thing I regret is that we actually formed the CIA. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so it began then, and it's just kind of continued to work its way throughout American institutions, our government, and it's been eating away at our democracy ever since. No, no, wait a second. When I think of Werner von Braun, I think of him as a good guy, and he said, oh, the Nazi party, all that stuff's a lot of nonsense. I want to get away from that. But you're saying he came here to bring it here? Most people don't realize that he was a member of the Heinrich Himmler's SS. So he was an officer in the SS, which, of course, was an occultic combination of the occultic theories, Arianism, 
the hatred of the Jew and so forth. And so that was where he was at at the end of the war. He was very aware of what was going on in some of the tunnels in the Czech Republic today and the murder of 20,000 Jews and building the German Nazi wonder weapons at the end of the war. So I think he became a good man. I think he grew. Once he was in America, I think that he realized that what he had done was evil. So I think he changed his tune. But not every one of the Nazis did, I'll tell you that. Well, you know, when you mention Nazi intelligence leaders actually brought in, they didn't flee here, they were brought in. That's true. And of course, Richard Galen became the West German intelligence service, but it was funded and tightly coupled with the CIA. Galen and his team had developed their intelligence services around the Soviets. That was part of the reason that Alan Dulles wanted them in the game with the CIA because of their knowledge of the Soviet operations, what was going on. So yeah, his whole group came in. They became what's known as the BND in West Germany, their intelligence service, but it worked hand in hand with the CIA. Brought all of the intelligence in terms of the Soviet buildup of nuclear weapons and airplanes and all that. That was the work of Galen and his team in Germany. When we think of Nazism, we think of anti-Semitism. And I know there's anti-Semitism in America and in Europe, even today. There's so many— It it uh, still lives. Are we somehow fueling this by our partnership with the Nazis? Well, partnership, of course, today is much more subtle— because it's just sort of built into the way that we think, the the policies, but certainly a lot of the activities of the CIA, their practices in terms of how they conduct intelligence, a lot of it did incorporate the techniques of the Nazis. One of the main things that Americans are kind of aware of is this issue of mind control. Also, the fact that the use of drugs, the head of the CIA's technical services organization was a guy named Sidney Gottlieb. A recent book, sort of an expose of Gottlieb, is called Gottlieb Poisoner-in-Chief. He developed many toxins when the CIA was trying to assassinate Fidel Castro in Cuba with like exploding cigars or uh, some type of substance on the collar of his shirts that would poison him. You know, Sidney Gottlieb was very involved in that. But the real evilness came with, I believe, and I believe the evidence, I've seen the evidence myself, that Yosef Mengele, who was the angel of death at Auschwitz, who did research on twins, that Mengele was actually brought in to, as a contractor to the CIA and taught the CIA sort of advanced techniques in mind control. You've probably heard, and your audience has probably heard of SRA, DID, Satanic Ritual Abuse, Dissociative Identity Disorder. Dissociative Identity Disorder is, in fact, can be sort of manufactured and taught. As far back as 1992, a guy named Dr. Corey Don Hammond actually did a famous lecture called the Greenbaum Lecture, in which he talked about the techniques of the Nazis that they perfected that were then being used by the CIA to actually program Manchurian candidates. And they had begun doing this in the 1950s and the 1960s. This evidence is actually in the congressional record of what was recorded by the Church Committee and the Pike Committee back in 1975, but more especially in 1995 with Clinton's Council on Radiation, which was exposing the fact that radiation had been used without the awareness of the American public out at the Hanford military base out in Yakima, Washington, that area. Many prisoners unwittingly were given various drugs, particularly LSD, 
Those of your audience that are familiar with Whitey Bulger, who was sort of the gang leader in Boston of the Irish Mafia, he was even a prisoner for a while and was a victim of the drugs that they were testing, LSD. He was put on LSD 75 days in a row. That's another story, but even he was involved as a victim of what was going on. And so this all came to light. It is well documented in the government records. We don't think that the CIA is doing that today, but they built a lot of Manchurian candidates through torture, particularly of children, which is just a heinous story. I talk about that and the DVD and some of the books from which the DVDs are drawn. Well, we are visiting with S. Douglas Woodward, and we're talking about his DVD, America's Secret Nazi Partnership. Douglas, as I look at our society today, especially President Biden and wokeism, and I mean, we're just so far from what we used to be even 25 years ago. Did Nazi emigres transform the USA into the Fourth Reich? Is that what we're becoming right now? Well, certainly there was a book by Jim Mars, which is written, he wrote a lot of books, but he wrote a book called The Fourth Reich, and he goes through and talks about the influences. There's surprising things the banking organizations, Union Banking Corp, Prescott Bush, the grandfather of George W. Bush, was very involved in the origination of the CIA. They were very involved in financing Hitler. The concept of fascism, governmental control, the elite in control, that's definitely been eating away at our democracy, and it continues to even today. And so, yeah, I think that the secret cabal, that there's the deep state in two parts. One part of the deep state are just really the the career politicians that work in the Department of Justice or the FBI or whatever. But then there's the deep state beyond that, which is this cabal of high-powered individuals, kind of like the Bilderberg Group and others, the leaders of the world that are secret, that are behind the scenes, that have power to influence. And a lot of people wonder who's running the presidency. Is it really Biden or is he just a puppet? So those are the kinds of things that are going on right now. And they do have their origins in what the Nazi influence was when it came into America. I know I've seen pictures of UFOs, and you've got one uh, <laughs> right on your uh, DVD here right, right. with a Nazi emblem and the occultic connection. I think that's very important because I think that the UFOs are from another dimension. I think that there's really several factors, uh-huh. uh, several sources. I think there is uh, some of just sort of the white little balls of light and things like that. They were called Foo Fighters at the end of World War II. But it almost seems as if people with strong psychic abilities can materialize these little little white lights in the sky. But there's really strong evidence. In 1952, most people don't know about this, but there's actually film of UFOs flying over the Capitol building. It was called the Washington Flap. And this actually led to the largest press conference in American history in which the U.S. Army was there, and they were trying to calm people down, and they just said, well, you know, we're not exactly sure what these lights are, these machines are, but we want you to know it's not the U.S. Army, or it's not the Air Force. (laughs) And so their attitude was, well, um, you know, we don't think it's serious, but, you know, we can't really explain it. And that's kind of what's happening today with this sort of soft disclosure we're seeing today, even in the news. Tucker Carlson's talking about it, and others are as well. I've thought about it a lot. Can you imagine, can our listeners imagine, if a UFO landed on the White House lawn and these really weird little men about three and a half, four feet tall, (laughs) kind of a gray color, you know, E.T. look, but not friendly like E.T. Yeah. Right. And the thought that, hey, there's beings out there smarter than we are. 
who can destroy us immediately with some kind of a ray. Would that produce a one world like everybody? Hey, we got to get together. Forget mm-hmm. the Ukraine. Forget Russia. Forget Taiwan. Right, but, I right. mean, we got a bigger enemy. Right. What would the effects be on our society? Certainly, Ronald Reagan said that actually at the United Nations when he did a speech there. You know, he basically said, "Wouldn't we come together as one world if we were suddenly threatened by a force or a power beyond?" the United States. He even supposedly asked Gorbachev that at the end of their meeting, I think it was in Iceland, and he asked Gorbachev if he would work with the United States if that happened, and Gorbachev said, yes, we will. So that's been a thought for a long time. So today, I think, though, that it's not just occultic sources, but I actually believe a lot of this is technology that has been built. The feeling at the end of the war, this Washington flap in 1952, was that these probably were machines that had been built through Nazi technology that was being perfected at the end of World War II. Whether the Nazis uh, had a secret base in Antarctica or in Argentina, which is more where I favor that it was, that the Nazis were perfecting, I believe, flying saucers, anti-grav machines, and so forth. But I believe that the United States has that technology today. We have a pattern of not sort of unveiling those technologies until we need them. And right now, you know, maybe soon we need them, but not at this moment. We haven't needed them yet. It's possible, though, that many of the things we see now really are from the Air Force or the Space Force, as it's now called. I think we would agree, and most Americans seem that there seems to be a war against our values, marriage, family, abortion unlimited for everyone, forget church, church is bad, maligning Christians and so forth. Does the Nazi mindset really explain these really wokeism, for example? (laughs) How how does that all fit together? Yeah, well, the theosophy of uh, Helena Petrovna Blavatsky back in the 1890s kind of boosted Buddhism. She had a partner named Henry Still Alcott. Together, the two of those really made theosophy a thing at the turn of the century, back around 1900. It heavily influenced Nazism. Blavatsky put forth the idea of seven root races and the superiority of the Aryans. And it was a book that Heinrich Himmler read carefully, supposedly Hitler read. And so this idea of mysticism, really eliminating the concept of the Bible, of the biblical God, all of that really is at the basis of the thinking that we see worked its way into New Age thinking and really godlessness and lawlessness. Yeah, it all stems from this kind of mysticism, occultism that was percolating in the United States early in the 20th century. I think we're seeing the fruits of that today. Talk to us a little bit about mind control and MK Ultra. The Nazis were involved in that, and it seems like, I don't know exactly where we are in developing this, but I think we're being controlled, or at least people yes. are trying to control our minds, right. either right. very overtly or secretly, but right. it's happening. Right. Where does this fit in the uh, Nazi scheme? It, it certainly is a big part of it. There certainly has been a conspiracy, I believe, to control the population and to use various means of mind control. Certainly, we could go back even to Walter Lippmann, who famously wrote a book called Public Opinion. And he and Joseph Goebbels were sort of trained at the same time. Goebbels was, of course, the propagandist for the Nazis and Hitler. But the idea of using the media to tell lies, 
to influence public opinion, to tell us what we should think. That's been going on for a very long time. In the 1950s, the CIA began buying basically reporters in major media companies to influence thought towards what the CIA people wanted us to believe about our enemies. But today, there's probably only like about 20% of Americans that actually believe that what the media is telling us is the truth. Most Americans no longer believe the media. They believe that it's propaganda for the establishment. And that's certainly what I believe. And that's why independent media that we see on the internet is actually very helpful because they seem to be bringing us the truth that the regular network news organizations aren't. So I think mind control there is a big thing. There's also other kinds of mind control things that are going on. The issue of SRADID actually using dissociation and a programming path to create Manchurian candidates, that was a very real phenomenon. I myself have interviewed probably eight, maybe to ten individuals that have been programmed by the CIA And they talk about this. This occurred typically in the 1950s, 1960s, a little bit into the 1970s. It's possible that it doesn't exist today as much because other methods, more sophisticated methods of mind control are available to us today or available to the CIA. It's a big factor and it's definitely influencing, stripping away our ability to think and to be independent and to be people that can establish and hold a democracy. Well, we've been visiting with S. Douglas Woodward, and we have his DVD, America's Secret Nazi Partnership. Much more details from Doug Woodward in today's featured resource, the DVD, America's Secret Nazi Partnership. In this presentation of over two hours, the viewer will learn why, from a Christian perspective, America has progressively embodied the spirit of Antichrist over the past 120 years. This impressively documented presentation provides a compelling history of the betrayal of our country by its most prominent families and business leaders. Order America's Secret Nazi Partnership when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or order online, swrc.com. Now, with some encouragement from what the Bible says, here is staff evangelist Josh Davis. How would you answer if I asked you, why did Jesus come into this world? You know, we don't have to guess because Jesus told us exactly why he came. And it's found in John 18, verse 37. In the context of this scripture, Jesus is facing the cross and he's under interrogation by the Roman governor, Pontius Pilate. And Pilate is trying to understand who Jesus is and why the Jewish religious leaders want to crucify him so badly. Is Jesus some just upstart political revolutionary trying to amass a following, lead a rebellion, overthrow the Roman occupation of the Holy Land? Pilate has an important job, and he doesn't have any time to play games, and his questions are short and direct at Jesus. During this back and forth with Jesus, he asks, as it's recorded in John 18, 37, Art thou a king then? In other words, Are you a king, Jesus? Do you think that you're really a king? To which Jesus answers, Thou sayest that I am a king. 
to this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world. Let's press the pause button right there for just a second. What do you think Jesus is going to say? What was the reason that he was born and came into this world? You may say something like, well, he came to save sinners. He came to die for our sins. And that's very true. And that's a very good answer. But that's not what he says here in this context. So now maybe you're thinking, okay, okay, I get you. But he's going to say something about being a king. Nope, that's not where he goes. I know I've held you in suspense long enough. This is what Jesus says. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. So Jesus tells Pilate the reason he was born and came into this world was to testify to the truth. Pilate responded in the very next verse, What is truth? John 18, 38. Was Pilate looking for an answer so that he could understand the truth? I believe that his next actions answer that question for us without any doubt whatsoever. And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews and saith unto them, I find in him no fault at all. John 18, 38. Do you see? He went out from Jesus. Pilate must have said, what is truth? With a sarcastic tone as he turned and he walks away from Jesus. He wasn't really interested in the truth, was he? He was more interested in resolving this immediate political crisis. He was more interested in saving his own skin. But Jesus was calling him to consider the eternal. Consider your soul. If he knew who he was talking to, do you think he would have walked away from that conversation? This battle for truth is still raging in our world today, dear friend. Our world is still asking the same question, what is truth? And we're still walking away from the source of truth, Jesus Christ himself. It's become so very popular in our world today to say things like, well, you've got your truth, I've got my truth. But is that really true? You know, we see that truth is either relative or it's absolute. Let me define those terms for you. A relative truth is something that's true for some people, some places, and sometimes. But an absolute truth is something that is true for all people, in all places, and at all times. So let's use that popular phrase and see how truth really works in the world that we live in. You've got your truth. I've got my truth. What is that statement really claiming? It's claiming that truth is relative to the individual. But does this statement use relative truth to make its claim? No, it does not. It has to use absolute truth to make its claim. Isn't that amazing? In essence, someone who uses this phrase is saying, it's true for all people in all places and at all times that you have your truth And I have my truth. That is just a logical nightmare, is it not, dear friends? All relative truth claims suffer the exact same fate. They all defeat themselves because they have to use absolute truth to make their claims. In fact, our daily lives are built around absolute truth. 
I used to work part-time in a pharmacy. And just imagine this scenario with me for just a minute. Someone walks in, they have a sinus infection, they bring me a prescription for antibiotics that they got from their physician, and I handed them some blood pressure pills, and I simply told them, you know, just believe with all your heart that these are antibiotics, and they will be. You've got your truth. I've got my truth. Some call these blood pressure pills. I call them antibiotics. Just take them, and you will feel better soon. I guarantee it. How do you think that scenario is going to play out? Not only will they continue to suffer from their sinus infection, but they will also have serious blood pressure issues on top of that. We have to have absolute truth in our medicine. Otherwise, it'll turn deadly in a hurry. We cannot and do not live in a world like that. Let's leave the world of medicine and go to the world of money as we travel to the bank for another example of absolute truth in our daily lives. Let's say that you have a check for $1,000 and you take it to the teller and say, I would like to deposit this into my checking account. The teller runs the transaction and gives you a receipt saying $100 deposited into your checking account. How do you think you're going to feel about that? You're going to feel pretty cheated, aren't you? It's supposed to be $1,000, and they only gave you $100. Maybe I ought to give you those blood pressure pills after all, because your blood pressure is going to be rising. They have cheated you from $900. But the teller begins to calmly explain, you know what? You have your truth. We have our truth. To you, it's $1,000. But to us, it's $100. Friends, we cannot and do not live in a world like that. It would be absolute and total chaos. So if we need absolute truth in our medicine and in our money, why do we want to deny it when it comes to our eternal souls? You see, when Jesus told Pilate that he came to testify to the truth, he was forcing Pilate to come face to face with the big question, who is Jesus? And biblical Christianity claims that Jesus is God and that the only way to heaven is through faith in what he has done for us. All other religious systems say that the way to get to heaven or nirvana or whatever else it may be is through our good works. Somebody's right and somebody's wrong. When asked about the way to heaven, Jesus simply claimed, I am the way, the truth, and the life in John 14, 6. Friends, either he's right or he's wrong. Jesus didn't just claim to be God. He didn't just claim to be the way to heaven. He proved to be God by his supernatural fulfillment of hundreds of Old Testament prophecies with pinpoint precision and by his supernatural miracles that he performed during his earthly ministry. And thirdly, he proved to be God by a supernatural resurrection from the dead. Jesus testified to the truth. He is the way. He is the truth. And he is the life. Have you trusted him and him alone for the salvation of your eternal soul? If not, you can do so today. Do not turn away from the source of truth and life like Pilate did.
America's Secret Nazi Partnership by Doug Woodward is a DVD with over two hours of information letting the viewer learn why, from a Christian perspective, America has progressively embodied the spirit of Antichrist over the past 120 years. Order America's Secret Nazi Partnership when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can always order online, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. Tomorrow is Election Day. Dr. Larry Spargimino and Marvin McElvaney will be looking at headlines from the end times. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station by downloading our SWRC mobile app or by subscribing to our daily Watchman on the Wall podcast. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners just like you. Please visit swrc.com. That's swrc.com.